0: Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasick and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vassy. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Kangaroos or on Instagram at hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. So today I'm joined by Frank and Jesse to discuss their 2023 version one best 23. I did mine a couple weeks ago. I might have been a week or two ago. I can't even remember now. So I wanted to get these boys on and talk about their best 23 for this uh, upcoming season. And yeah, there's a lot of our uh, discussion points about uh, certain individual players. So I won't hold up anymore. I'll bring on Jesse and Frank right now. All right, so I'm joined tonight by Frank and Jesse to discuss their round one teams for 2023. Um, best 23 for 2023. I did mine last week, boys. So I'm going to go through your guys' one. Uh, so we'll start with the back six with you, Frank. So who you got in your back six?
1: Uh, okay, so I've got uh, Core McKay, uh, Young, uh, which is probably one of the um, I noticed was one of the different ones from a few of the boys, uh, Lukey Mac, uh, Logue and Aaron Hall.
0: They're yeah, pretty similar to me. I've only got, uh, I think I've got Josh Gota instead of Aaron Hall. What about you, Jesse? Who are you going with? Yeah, mine's, we'll yeah, mine's pretty
2: similar to you guys. So I've got core Ben McKay, uh, Luke McDonald, and then I've got Gota, Logue and Hall. Um, now that Hall versus uh, Young, I do have Young on my bench, which we obviously get to, uh, will just purely depend on what team uh, we're playing. If they're a little bit taller, um, I'll probably start with Young on the field. Um, if, if they're a little bit
0: shorter, then I'm probably starting with Hall. Yeah, now fair enough. Now I haven't got Aaron Hall in my team, so I'll start with you, Frank. Why? Because he was dropped in round twenty-three. A thirty-two-year-old now, I'd say he's still got the pace. But what worries me with him is just he's prone to the turnovers. I think he came top five in uh, in the league in turnovers last year in clangers. Um, why have you picked him, Frank? And then I'll go to you, Jesse. Well, um, um, look, I've
1: picked, but I've based my side on on uh, was it Donald Rumsfeld who said there are no known knowns and known unknowns and and whatnot. I went with Hall because you know what he's going to give you. If he's fit, you know what he's going to get. to for me, I think he's going to be the heir apparent. I just don't know when that's going to happen. Um, so for round one, I purely went with Hall because I just trust his output uh, and what he's going to deliver more than what I know about to or Archer at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. What about you, Jesse? Similar thoughts to that, or
2: yeah, look pretty similar. I guess when I was weighing mine up, it was where what I was weighing up with doing is having one of Bailey Scott at the half back line. You know, there's obviously the thought process around Taron. I obviously don't have Stevenson off there anymore. Um, so there's look, there's a possibility they could roll Taron back, and I'd be happy with that. There's a possibility Scott plays there. Um, I do want an at, at least two attacking. Uh, rebounding defenders, so Goda being one. Um, so I, I'd like, you know, Hall or someone of that mould to be the other. Um, I think Archer's really fighting for more, uh, you know, that McDonald spot. Um, it will obviously depend a lot on who we're playing, but yeah, I've probably gone for a little bit of experience back there to start the year off. Um, but I'm also just assuming that, that we're not going to put Taron Taran, there, even though I probably think it would be a good idea.
0: Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. Uh, we don't know where uh, Taran, I mean, Taran Thomas is looking in great shape, but we'll get to him soon. Um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, we're pretty much, I think we're both very similar in the five. Uh, Aiden Core is, pro- is going to be, you, uh, I'll go with you, Jesse. Aiden Core will be a pretty good third defender, you'd have to think, in that uh, group of five.
2: Yeah, look, I think the back in terms of key defenders looks much better now. Um, obviously, McKay had a you know a great year last year, albeit you know a few concussions and a few injuries. Um, but I think him back there with Core playing third and Logue playing second um, looks a lot stronger. Uh, so, I look, I, I don't think Core had as terrible a year as some people uh, said that he did. Um, I think he definitely started the year. Pretty poorly, and you know a bit slow. But you got to remember, the year before he pretty much missed the entire year. So, you know, I've got to give him a bit of a bit of an out there. Um, I think you'll, I think he will be solid. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, no, I think I think he will have a, a big bounce back year. This will this will be the Corps we recruited uh, from a couple of years ago. Last year was a bit of a different story. Playing as another one key defender. Uh, in games and on occasions, I should say, and number two even didn't suit him. But, um, now, but with, uh, Griffin leg there, Frank, you'd, um, it certainly straightens it up, it straightens our back line up, doesn't it? a bit? I think it does. And it also gives us a, you know,
1: a desperate flexibility that we've probably missed a bit in the back line where we just haven't had the depth to be able to, um, you know, test opposition or adapt to opposition changes. Um, so I think with McKay and
0: Loeb there, you, you, we've got a lot more. Um... Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no. I mean, we don't have to talk about Ben McKay too much. We, we know where we get with him. Uh, Luke McDonald as well. And yep. yeah, no, I think I think uh, we're pretty much on a similar wavelength. So I think Aaron Hall is probably the interesting one. Um, we'll see what happens with him. We'll move on to the centre line now. So um, go with you now, Jesse. Now, who you got in the wing and centre square? Or
2: yeah. Wing? Yeah, so I've got uh, Bailey Scott starting on the wing, uh, Steve-O on the other wing, and then I've got Cunners in the guts. Uh, That's what I've done for my three.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And what about you, Frank?
1: Very similar, other than I've got Thomas on the other wing as opposed to Steve-O.
0: Yeah. I mean, we might as well talk about Stevenson now. I, I, I agree with you, Jesse, and, and even you, Frank, that I think his best work is in the forward half of the ground. Do you think there's any possibility that he could go back in the back line? He did find some consistency there last year, but um, I, I, I I still believe um, that his best football is yeah in the forward half of the ground where he can do his damage.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree with that. So I think forward of center. Um I don't look, I don't mind him playing on the wing. I think, you know, him and Taron could rotate around that role a little bit. I would definitely play him forward at times. I think he's a very big confidence player. You know, when he's confident, he can play forward and be very destructive. Um in our team where it is at the moment he can fall into patches of not getting enough of the ball when he's forward, when he's in the forward line. And I think because of that reason, that's why I, I didn't mind him being in the back line last year because it forced him to go get the footy. Um, but I think he could just be as proactive on the wing. Um, I think that game he had against the Eagles last, well, I, I guess, two years ago now, um, when he, he racked it up and, and, and got a really long goal, it kind of showed that he can cover the ground really well. Um, and I think he's just a confidence
0: player. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, uh, Frank, you've got Taryn Thomas, so you're like me. You assume that he's going to have a big bounce back year this year? I Look, I certainly hope
1: so. <laughs> we know what he's capable of. For whatever reason, uh, 2022 didn't seem to work for him. There could be a number of factors as to why that was. Um, I just hope we see glimpses of the 2021 Thomas... Uh, uh, and if, if he presents himself uh, like he did for that year, I think it, it, it'd be fantastic to, uh, to have him on the wing, being able to deliver the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And you, you, you'd pretty much uh, agree with that, um, uh, Jesse, as well. Um, I, I guess last year, I mean, there was a lot of underlying issues. Obviously, the passing of his grandmother really affected him by the sounds of it. Um, probably didn't uh, – yeah, even his football had a few injuries. Um we're certainly hoping that's behind him, don't we? Oh, absolutely.
2: Look, I think he is in the top three most talented players on our list at his finest. He, he oozes class. Um, <clears throat> he definitely had, you know, contributing factors, like you said, to why he had the year that he did last year. Um, but I'm very, very confident that he's going to have a very – different year this year um i think his best place is it's a similar mold to steve probably more yeah you want him rotating around that midfield playing wing you know as as i said i I wouldn't be opposed to playing him a little bit behind the ball as well just because you know he is quite classy by foot um but i think he can just be a destructive player all over the ground I'm, i'm really excited to see what he can do this year
0: yeah, 100%. He's my number one candidate for the big bounce back year um, to how he was uh, in 2020. So, um, Ben Cunnington, I've got him in the centre. You bikes have got him in the centre. We don't really have to say too much about Ben, do we? No. No, I think you know what you get. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, um, yeah, we're certainly hoping he can go back to how he was uh, pre... Um, his testicular cancer uh, when he was uh, one of the best uh, midfielders in the competition. Uh, So we'll go to the forward six then. So um, we'll go with you, Frank, who you got in the forward six. Okay. So my half forward line, it was probably
1: the one that I feel the least confident in. In other words, I think there's an argument to completely wipe the entire half forward line or keep it. So I went with uh, Taylor, Coleman Jones and Paul Curtis. Across the half forward line, and then the full forward line was Zerha, Larky, and uh,
2: Stevo. Yeah, uh,
0: pretty good. Uh, what about yourself, Jesse?
2: Yeah, look, mine's pretty similar. <clears throat> uh, I've got Zerha, uh, Coleman Jones, and Taryn, Um and then my you know my full forward line is is Paul Curtis, uh, Larky, and Sheezel.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, Sheasel, I really like. Now, Frank, you've gone, like with that, uh, looking at your 18, it's very experienced. You, you, you uh, want that experience in the first round, don't you?
1: Well, I guess, Dean, um, the way I look at it is, um, without having seen the form of um, Sheasel uh, and Wardlaw and stuff like that, I think you put it on the senior guys or you put it on the younger guys to take their spot. Um, so again, if if Sheasel was to kick four in any of the practice games and I could completely understand um you know not playing Taylor and going with Sheasel, but I'd go on what we know the return is at the moment, uh and then yeah, put it on the on the young guys coming through to take these boys' spot.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Now, I reckon, Jesse, this is the position we've probably got the most depth in, the half-forward line, like you've got Curtis Taylor, um, Paul Curtis, Zerha, Stevenson, Taryn Thomas, um, Jack Zebel can, you know, plays there. I guess Tom Powell floats in there. Um, would you agree with that? Out of our list that the probably the half-forward line is probably on the forward pocket sort of uh, position is probably the area we've got the most depth in. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and I think that's an area that, until, you know, recent times that we didn't have a lot of depth in. But I think we're going into, you know, 2023 with a pretty potent forward line. Um, it's got a, a very different feel and dynamic to it, which I I, I enjoy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who they end up using and what size players they end up using. I mean, you know, I think the one thing we need to improve on uh, almost more than anything else on our entire list is forward line pressure. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's why... I'd like, you know, I I don't mind Taron being down there uh, and that's why I had him on my half-ord line because, you know, he can apply a fair bit of pressure. Um, You know, you've got Zerha who obviously hunts the ball and hunts the player to a degree. Um, And, you know, I really like what Curtis offered. Um, I agree with what Frank said around, you know, uh, you know, the Curtis Curtis Taylor versus Sheasel thing. Um, You know, you do need the younger players to push, but I've got a good feeling that she's will push his case. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it, it's going to be a really different forward line going into this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, would you agree with that, Frank, that um, with Jesse sort of saying that I, I think there's an area of concern with their defensive pressure in the forward line? Like last year, I mean, there was occasions where teams you, you pretty much just walked it out of our uh, forward line and, you know, got, um, you know, uh, Get coast-to-coast goals far too often or, or coast-to-coast uh, inside 50s far too often, which expose their defence. Is that uh, an area of concern for you again this year as well?
1: Well, it's certainly something I'd like corrected. If I, I can't remember which game it was, Dean, but I'm pretty sure we had a game last year where we laid one forward line tackle inside the forward 50 for the entire game. Um, so, yeah, we, we – uh, unfortunately, like you said, we let the ball get walked out of there way too easily – um yeah, I think it's one thing that we haven't done well is trap the ball in the forward 50 and uh, create second and third opportunities. So we'd we'll definitely need to see that, that improve.
0: Would that be a possibility for you, Frank, to maybe uh, put in Kane Turner to put that defensive pressure on?
1: <laughs> uh, probably not, Dean, Unless, unless God bless him, he comes out and kicks six... In uh, in one of the practice games, no, I think uh, Kane for me personally uh, will be used as a you know a bit of a, a spare parts man if we got hit with a, a bad run of injuries. Uh, but I, I'd prefer having not seen Sheasel yet. Uh, I, I'd prefer to order order hope that he's got a, a strong defensive side that he can you know bring that into our forward line.
0: Yeah, no, there's a bit of tongue in cheek with the Kane Turner thing. So yeah, um, now. Jesse, are you – look, I'm not too sure where Phoenix Spicer is at. Um, do you think that he's a possibility to be in that – like I don't think he's in a round one team, but do you think mm-hmm. during the course of the year, if we are struggling with defensive pressure, that he's the type of player that could come in and do that role for the team? Look, I, I think from what I've seen of him, look, he
2: does hunt the player. Um, you know, he does seem to – you know, he's got a lot of pace. He does apply pressure. The issue is in the game – that he played last year, the one in particular, uh, I can't remember who it was against. I think he tried to every single tackle. He tried to lay. He just bounced off the other player. So he needs to have. Yeah, I think it was Essendon. Yeah, I think he needs to have a big, big preseason. He needs to put on some size, not too much, not to the detriment of his of his pace, but and enough to be able to hold those tackles because we do want someone, if you look at a lot of the other teams who are successful, they do have that type of small forward who can apply a lot of pressure. Um, I, yeah, I think jury's out on him still a little bit. I think he's got a lot of development to go. Um, but, you know, I, I, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, there is competition for spots. What about uh, Jack Marnie, Frank? Any any chance of him maybe being there, or or are you similar with the thoughts of uh, Kane Turner there?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know. Look, we've tried him in a number of different roles. Uh again, if you're going to play a small forward like that, which has always been known as a bit of a graveyard position on the ground if you're only going to get six or seven disposals, you've got to kick two or three goals. And a and bit like Kane, Jack's had a go at that and he just hasn't been able to, to deliver. So, um, look, you know, I hope he proves us wrong and, and he, he finds his spot. But at the moment, oh, he'd be a long way down the list for me.
0: Yeah, enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I don't see him in the round one team or anywhere near it. To be honest with you, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical to write anyone off. I think I was writing, uh, well, close to writing Lockie Young's career off uh, this time last year, and he got in the round one team and uh, had a pretty good year. So yeah, you never know. I guess so. We'll go yep. to the Ruck Ruck Rover and Rover. I would say we're probably all pretty similar here. Now I'll go with you, Jesse. Who you got there? Yeah, look pretty pretty stock standard. Goldstein, LDU, and Simkin for me. Yeah, I think you will pretty much got the same, Frank.
2: <laughs> exactly the
0: same. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to muck around. Um, like I think it was round one last year, we tried to. Uh, kind of phase out Todd Goldstein a little bit to try and give uh, Callum Cohen-Jones the number one ruck or, or maybe even a Tristan Cherry. I think it was round one team last year. We, we played the th- all three of them in the same team because yep. we couldn't separate them. Um, I, I think we, yeah, I'll go with you, Jesse. I think we've got to just go with the uh, best available ruckman, um, a guy that's played 295 games, that's been there and done it. We've just got to go with him round one and not muck around, do we? don't we?
2: No, hundred percent. We've got a good opportunity to win round one against you know a, a team that oh, I feel we should win against. So you go Goldstein starting midfield. You that's a strong midfield. With you know, obviously the ones we mentioned before, in Cunners and, and the wingman, but also you know Aldi U, who had a fantastic year, who should be really pushing for that top group of midfielders in the comp. Uh, Simkin, who you know had a you know a really good year. I mean, another he won to BNF or you know, albeit, probably probably Aldi U should have won that. But um, you know, you've got a really really strong midfield there, plus depth that can come in. So yeah, I've got Goldstein taking that absolutely um you know an interesting one is that you know uh, is the ccj versus comden versus jerry argument i mean i've gone for the the mix in terms of going for ccj playing him forward and then he can pinch hit in the ruck um you know so he'll definitely get a chance this year too and he'll 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 have to assist goldstein because i can't see goldstein being able to maintain you know, the high minutes yeah. and the ruck that he has been throughout his career. He is getting older. He is going to need more break times, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. So we do need someone in that forward line who can go in there and help him. Um, but, yeah, God forbid we, we ever play three again.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we're going to go back to that, um, oh, especially after round one last season. It pretty much cost us a game uh, going with the three tools. Yeah. Um, now, Frank, you've got uh, Callum Coleman jones as well. Um, yeah, I mean... You're pretty much going with uh, Goldstein, Colin, Colin Jones and Tristan Sherry on the outer uh, this early stage? Oh,
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah, again, mm. it's just one of those things where you've got to put it on uh, Sherry to to unseat uh, the Emperor. <laughs> you know, either... Well, you know, it's probably not going to be Goldstein unless it's injury, um, but I think you've got to put it on one of them to say, uh, you know, you've got to, you've got to take Coleman Jones' spot. Uh,
0: yeah, no, and that's right... Jesse, do you think he's a ruckman? That, uh, not he's a forward. Sorry, Colin uh, Cohen Jones that plays uh, in the ruck, just pinches in the ruck for like thirty percent of the game or twenty percent of the game, um, rather than the opposite way around, where um, he, I think he's out uh, touted that he wants to be the number one ruck. I think he's more of a forward that uh, goes in the ruck rather than a ruckman that plays uh, pinches forward. Do you agree
2: yeah. with that? Yeah, I, I do. From what I've seen of him, his ruck craft is very limited. Um, he needs to do a lot of work. Um, yeah, I, look, he's got the ability, he's got the height to be able to go in the ruck. I think he's a better ruck option than, I mean, if you, if you go Charlie Compton in there, then he's going to have to potentially do that, which I don't really want him to do, given his injury history. But he's obviously going to be a stronger ruckman, backup ruckman than him. Um, the other option is obviously Otrich you know, Jerry, who is just a pure ruckman, and then and offers almost nothing forward. Um, so I think he's he's the best of both worlds with the team we have at the moment. Um, but I definitely think that he needs to be spending more time forward, working on his forward craft, um, and and except to the fact that he is the you know the you know the second ruckman so you know maybe he maybe he spends 30 percent of the game rucking and, and goldstein the, the the remainder um maybe that gets up to 40 percent when you know when, when he moves on and and, and whoever else comes in it, whether or not it's tristan or or whoever takes that other spot but yeah i i can't see him becoming a full-time ruckman no
0: no, no, fair enough. I mean, it's fair to say, Frank, that Tristan Sherry's a better better ruckman than Callum uh, Cohen Jones. And probably in 2024, if Todd Goldstein's not around, and Tristan Sherry's the number one ruck, and Callum Cohen Jones can play in a forward half. Now, I mean, it's pretty clear that Callum Cohen Jones has played his best footy as a forward for Richmond. Um, that's where he's just got to play, doesn't he? He's got to suck it up if he wants to be a number one ruckman now, doesn't
1: he? Well, I think so, yeah. He's got to bite his time and uh, he's got to wait for for Goldstein to enter those... Well, I mean, he's in his twilight, but he's still playing amazing footy. So, um, he's either got to get better at what Todd Goldstein, narrow that gap between the difference of what Goldstein does in the ruck and what he does, um, or he's got to play forward and contribute to, uh, to you know, where we need, um, you know, a, a guy like him. So, uh, yeah, look, I understand that he wants more time in the ruck, but you'd be... Absolutely mad to push Goldstein out to to give um,
0: Coleman Jones time. Yeah, I mean, I found it. I think I spoke to you about this uh, last year, Jesse, or during the course of the season. I was a bit surprised um, when Tristan Sherry went down that they didn't play him as uh, forward as much as I would have liked. Um, he, he seemed to just play in a ruck and then go to the bench and very sparingly used forward um, in the seniors. Did you find that as well, Jesse? Like, were you surprised by that?
2: Yeah, I think I think I said to you that there's a conspiracy going on where his contract dictates that he's not allowed to play forward. It was just ridiculous yeah. in some circumstances where, you know, they just he, yeah he would he would rock some of the game and then he'd cruise over to the bench for what seemed like an absurd amount of time. Um, it just it was very very odd. It, I, I mean, there were you know there were points where they put. You know, ben McKay forward rather than yeah, yeah, solving it. So there was a real resistance, especially from um, from Noble, to play him as a forward. And I'm not sure where that came from, um, because as you said just before, you know, he, his best football was forward at Richmond. Um, so I understand that maybe he wants to be a, a ruckman, but oh,
0: he's going to have to buy his time. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, hopefully is not that big. Where he's, um, he can be a bit more humble and, and take a, a more responsibility as a forward. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. Uh, yeah, when we get close to round one, all right. Well, well, we don't really need to talk about LDU and Simkin. They pretty much name themselves as well, Ruck Rover and Rover. Um, we'll go to interchange. So we'll go to the four interchange players, and then we'll go through uh, to the um. Tactical sub, I think it's called now, or something like that. It's not a medical sub anymore, as far as I know, or anything like that. We'll go with you, Frank. Who you got on the bench?
1: So I went with Powell, Zeeble, Comden, and Phillips.
0: Hmm. Yeah, fair enough.
1: I didn't actually name a sub, but if I was going to, uh, out of my uh, sort of emergencies, I'd probably go with
2: Goda.
0: Fair enough. Uh, what about you, uh, Jesse? Yeah, so I obviously
2: had Young, um, and I, as I said, I would go between him and Hall, depending on the, the team makeup. Um, hmm. So I have Young, I have Phillips, I have Powell, and I have Perez. Now, I, I threw up between uh, Perez and Curtis Taylor, um, and I, I actually really like Curtis Taylor. I've got him as the the, the sub um, in my team. Um, and again, that's just really going to come down to the fact that you said it before where our forward line looks very, very strong. I still have a couple question marks on our back line. So that's why I've chucked Perez in there. Um, because I, I do think we need to develop more shutdown defenders. Um, so I think getting him to the team is really important. While I think our forward line looks pretty decently strong, um, I wouldn't be unhappy with swapping one of those players that I named on the bench with Curtis Taylor and having, you know, a Phillips or a Powell or Perez as the sub. Um, I wasn't, yeah, that, that, that one was really line ball for me.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Now, I, I noticed both of you have got uh, Will Phillips uh, in your teams early. Um, Frank, are you confident uh, if he has a decent preseason that he's pretty much into the best 22? Look, I think he's
1: on the fringe of it, Uh, Mm. hence why I've got him on the bench. I think he's the type of player that um, looks to be able to do a number of roles as a small player, you know, a bit of midfield time, a little bit in the forward line, uh, maybe a bit of run with. So um, it was more a a sort of a versatility type thing. And from all reports, he seems to be uh, training quite well and he's fit Um, and uh, there's probably a smidge of... Of uh, of hope as well because we've all been dying to see what he can do and he's just been awfully unlucky.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, what now? You you didn't name Jack Sebel, did you, Jesse? I didn't, mate. Um, <laughs> well, you <laughs> are fine, it. I, I I didn't. I didn't. Um,
2: yeah, I've got him playing VFL. Um, I know that, that sounds really really rough, but uh, I reckon he played two or three maximum games that I would say were good quality last year. Um, I felt his pace... The problem with him is that I don't see him playing down back for us, meaning he has to play forward, and I don't think he offers enough defensively forward. I'd rather get the games into, you know, Shiesel, um, Paul Curtis, even Curtis Taylor, Taron, et cetera, um, I just struggled to find a spot for him. If if you're bringing him into the team purely for his leadership, I think now you've got enough leadership with Cunnington back in the team. You've still got Goldstein. Aldieu, uh, Simpkin, as far as I'm concerned, will be the captain. You've still got – you've got McDonald, who's a, who I think is going to be the vice captain, and LDU who probably share that. I think there's enough leadership there that you don't need him. I just struggled to find him a spot, um, which is a shame. Um, and I'm sure he will play some games this year, Um including a farewell game, but I just can't find a spot for him in my best 22.
0: No, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I've got him as a, yeah, a sub uh, in my team. Uh, Frank, you've got him in a team. Um, what are your reasons be- behind uh, picking him?
1: I've simply got him in there, Dean, um, at, at, again, because of his versatility where if you, you, you think of a, an injury that could occur in the game, he can help out on the back line, he can have a burst in the middle, he can play as a forward if need be. But on what Jesse said, I think he's in awful trouble um, as far as selection goes this year. I think uh, uh, what what served as a pass, Mark, last year for him won't wash this year. And I think I think he's in trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's out a contract um, in the season. Um, now, might as well ask uh, you, Jesse. No chance he'll be captain this year.
2: Uh, not as far as I'm concerned. So I, I think that Simkin will take that over. Um... Yeah, I just can't see it happening. And I, I think on top of that as well, if you look at some of the other players that we brought in in terms of like your Darcy taco your your Liam Shields, your um, Daniel Howe, et cetera. So there's, you know, some players that we've brought in and, you know, two of them in particular that Clarko has worked with before who offer leadership. You know, they've got some versatility, maybe not to the same extent in terms of being able to play, you know, forward, back, et cetera. Um, but there's players there who... Clarko knows will play a role that can do leadership on the field, et cetera. Um, and I feel that they're going to get a run as well for some games, um, especially the ones where some of the younger players are getting tired. So it's, it's going to be an interesting year for Jack because he's going to be fighting for with you know a couple other fringe players um, who offer leadership as well. As well. So it's, it's going to be a tough one. Um, I just, yeah, I can't see him holding on to the captaincy. Um, I'm surprised a call hasn't been made, made on that already. I, I, I was kind of hoping that Zebul would pull the pin on that himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming they'll put it to a vote now. But, yeah, I'd I'd be absolutely shocked if if, if he went into next year as captain.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Okay. So, yeah, go
2: on. I was going to – sorry to interrupt, Dean. I was going to say to
1: Jesse – We've all seen the footage of Alistair Clarkson's speech to the team, one of his early speeches, where he said, yeah, yeah, he can play league footy, but is he capable of playing at that last day in September? Yeah. And I, the first person I think thought of was Zeeble. Yeah, like, he, he, he can play. Yeah. But can he play for, you know, obviously we want the side to improve. And as we improve, is he the kind of bloke that's capable of improving with the list? Oh, I just can't yeah. say that. And,
2: and, and we know as well at his time at Hawthorne what, you know, he moved on senior players, Clarko, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, Sam Mitchell, there was uh, Jordan Lewis, you know, mm-hmm. even even the Luke Hodge component. So um, I don't think he's going to have an issue not playing Zeeble. So, yeah.
0: No, he's not afraid to make the hard calls. That's that's for sure. He's done that in the past. Um, Frank, who do you think will be captain then?
1: Uh, I think Jai Simkin or Luki Mack. I think Luki Mac deserves it just as much as Simkin. I think Simkin probably has more upside of you know in his ability uh, and stuff, but I think Lukey Mack bleeds blue and white. So either of those two, I'd be more than happy with.
0: No, fair enough. Now I think um, that's uh, they're both are uh, pretty good teams. I mean, I think one thing that we both, uh, that we all agree on, that uh, we've got uh, more depth this year. Is that fair to say, uh, Jesse? Oh, absolutely. There's 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 more depth in every
2: area of the ground. I think I think our VFL team, as well as the fact that we've actually brought in some good VFL players, um, mm. from what I've seen. But I think the AFL listed players in the VFL will make it a pretty competitive team. Um, we've got a lot more depth. I think the interesting one for me is the, and I saw you did this, Frank, was obviously you've got Comden on your bench, um, which is the the interesting one. I I hope he plays round one. Um, I don't know how they fit him, Larky, Goldstein and Coleman Jones in the same team. Um, I don't think it's as terrible as idea as what happened round one last year because Comden's a genuine forward. While, you know, last year, it kind of felt like they... You know, Tristan played most of the game up forward, and then yeah, I don't know. It's just all a bit of a mess. Um, so I hope he plays round one forward. But yeah, it's just an interesting one for me how we do that, how we get that to work. I'll be, you know, I, I hope Clarko can make it function. You know, we do know that there are teams out there that play a taller forward line. Um, you know, Brisbane did it last year. Um, uh, the Eagles are pretty, you know, have done it in the past. So it'll be interesting to see what we do there. I hope we can get it to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. you've got him in. Uh, so you're happy to try the, uh, those three tools early. I've got Combin here as well, Frank. So, yeah, just explain your reasoning, I suppose. Uh, Callan Cohen, Jones, Larkey, Combin. Um, you've got one on the bench. Do you think one of those blokes pretty much stays on the bench uh, each time? Or do you think they'll try all three on occasions during the course of the game as well?
1: No, I think that you'd you'd probably uh, rotate them through, you know, with Coleman Jones going into the ruck and maybe giving uh, Combin. uh, The the thing with with Combin as well is that um, I think Jesse touched on it before. You don't know exactly what his body's going to be capable of. uh, And and so maybe that sort of um, that role where he comes off, comes on at the 20-minute mark or something to give... um, uh you know a common jones are running the rack or something like that i'd be happy to ease him in that way certainly the kind of guy that we've invested a lot of time in and i just want to see what he's capable of or if he's capable of playing senior footy
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, he's only played, I think, two games and his um, body has uh, let him down uh, over the course of his career. So it's about getting continuity into his body um, now and hopefully getting a run of uh, games at it. Look, I-, I think he's got a lot of versatility and a lot of mobility. Reminds me a little bit of Jared Wake, um, the way he plays, just with his uh, athleticism. So I don't mind trying. It's uh, having all three on the ground on occasions. But, um, yeah, I- I'd say one of them is on the bench uh. Pretty much on a regular basis, so yeah, we'll um, yeah. we'll see where we go with that. Um, now I got to ask this question. Now we finished the teams. I got to ask this question uh, a while ago in a mailbag show. That uh, how excited uh, are you about the upcoming season? Um, now I, I sort of said the last time I was this excited it was probably around just before the Kerry affair because I thought we were going to have a real good chance would when going uh, for another tilt of the flag with how fit Kerry was looking uh, in that pre-season. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember um, last time I was ex- this excited going into a season. Um, what about you, Jesse? <laughs>
2: yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I, I think there's a lot of positivity. Now, a lot of that's off-field as well in terms of... I just think we're a much stronger team off-field. We have, you know, much better assistant coaches around the place. We have a new CEO, et cetera. Um, whew, last time I was this excited. I, I remember having a memory before either the 2014 or 2015 season. It was when we, I think it was when we brought in Dell and on paper, then we had, you know, no. Cunnington, Swallow, Dal Santos, Ebel, etc. And I'm like, geez, there's no way anyone's going to be able to stop this midfield. And, yeah, well, we didn't quite have that good of a year. I mean, we made the finals. But um, I probably got a bit ahead of ourselves looking at the players on that list. And then I probably did the same the year after once Higgins, um, you know, Higgins, Wells, etc. So I thought, geez, we're just going to cruise over everyone. But, um, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. It, it's been a long time since I've been genuinely excited for a season. Um I remember when at the end of 2016, when you know Harvey etc. moved on, um, going through a well, I don't mind that we need to do a rebuild, but as long as it doesn't turn into like a Melbourne rebuild, and then we've gone through a few years of hell, um, and I kind of feel like we're coming out the other side of the tunnel, and so it's a, it, it's a different type of excitement. Um, you know, there's still it's a tempered excitement in terms of how many wins we're going to get, um, but I think gen, genuinely. More than ever, we've got the right people at the, uh, you know, at the top in in, in most positions of leadership, which I don't think we've had since you know probably JB
0: was in there. So yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's probably a fair one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that Nick Del and getting Jared White and all that sort of thing. I thought uh, we're really going for a tilt of the flag, but um, yeah, that's that's probably not a bad uh, comparison that year as well. Uh, what about you, Frank? Uh, are you excited as uh, any? Um, for the upcoming season,
1: absolutely, mate. But I probably predate you guys a little bit, so this takes me back to uh, sort of the end of the nineteen ninety three season, where, um, if you guys can remember or not, uh, the start of the ninety three season, we were basically the laughing stock of the league, uh, having lost to the Crows by one hundred and fifty points in the uh, Ansett Cup game. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I just remember at the end of that even though it wasn't i mean we made the finals and bombed out in the first game I just remember at the end of 93 thinking going into 94 we might be on the cusp of something here you know we've we've picked up a couple of plays in the off season and we and a couple of the younger guys started to show some promise yep. and it all started to sort of build from from there so i remember really really looking forward to the 94. Season to see whether 93 had been just a complete fluke or whether we we're on the verge of something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that. I think we got uh, Matthew Armstrong for Fitzroy at the end of 93. Uh, I think round one um, was Corey McKernan's Corey second. McKernan. Game. Yeah, yeah, he sort of came came out of nowhere, um, and yeah, we, we all know the career he had, especially in the early to mid '90s. So yeah, no, that's that's probably not a bad uh, one as well. Um, just one more question for you guys before I let you uh, guys go. Now, um, I think Jesse, you named Harry Sheezel. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, rookies. Which rookie you think uh, would get a game uh, first? Um, yeah, so you, you think uh, Harry Sheezel, Jesse? Yeah, look, I've got Chazel purely based on the fact
2: that, you know, he seemed pretty fit. Uh, I watched him in the, you know, in the championship games and he looked really, really good. Um, and I think that it's a spot in our team that he can kind of make his own. Um, in terms of the others in particular, uh, I suppose you'd focus on Wardlaw. Um, obviously he had some injuries, so, it, you know, we got to make sure that he's 100% fit. I think the hard thing is, and I still struggle with this, is how many genuine mids can you have in your team? Um, You know, even when Cunnington retires, you know, you've still got LDU, you've got Simkin, Powell, Phillips, you add Wardlaw to that. Um, They're all genuine mids. Now I'm hoping that, you know, they can pick up some some other talents as well. but it's, just, it's an interesting one for me. Um, so I think Wardlaw's really fighting for that spot with probably Powell and Phillips um, going into this year because outside of that Cunnington, you know, that Cunnington LDU Simkin mould with, you know, Taryn Stevenson, etc. uh, you know, rotating through there, um, you can only really afford to have a few more you know, on your team uh, that are, you know, pure mids. Um, so I wouldn't want to be playing more than, oh, I, I find it hard to fit Wardlaw, Phillips and Powell in there. Um, so I, you know, I went Phillips and Powell at the moment, but if Wardlaw had a huge preseason, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he nipped one of those guys. Um, but yeah, it will just be interesting, one of those things over time to, to work out how that all plays out.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Pretty pretty uh, well summed up as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's either Phelps, uh, Powell and Wardlaw. Um, you probably get two out of three into the team. Um, one will probably miss out. So that'll be interesting over the preseason. What about you, Frank? Um, have you got one in particular that uh, will get a game ahead of the other? Well, I think
1: if if uh, if Sheasel, um, uh shows the talent that he's shown as a junior across half forward and his ability to to uh, kick goals, I think that's probably a spot that we haven't been able to fill since Lindsay Thomas left the club. Um, so if if there's a spot that's been sort of desperately needing to be filled, it's probably that sort of crafty half-forward. So uh, I think he's probably at the head of the pack.
0: Yeah, no, f- yeah fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be yeah pretty tight uh, call. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if both of them uh, get a game or, you yeah, know, it- or well, either of them don't get a game. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, a lot will ramp up over the next month or two. So, yeah, we'll see. Here we go. Anyways, boys, I've held you boys up uh, long enough. Um, unless you uh, wanted to add anything else, Jesse? Uh, all good from me. Thanks, guys. No worries. What about you, Frank? All good?
1: No, no just have a safe 2023, Dean and Jesse, and uh, I'm sure we will catch up soon.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds good. Um, Well, thanks very much for joining me tonight, boys. And, yeah, I will chat to you guys soon and probably get a version two when uh, the preseason starts. So thanks to Jesse and Frank for coming on the show once again. Like I said at the start of the show, a lot of discussion points with certain individual players um we've pretty much got the same you know fifteen sixteen players it's probably that last five or six or seven that um we're you know um probably teetering on that's probably on the fringes and can be replaceable um, especially when we get uh close to round one um and we have a look at the preseason teams as well. Um once again, thanks to all you lovely listeners for all the likes comments retweets you guys are doing you guys um, put uh your teams out as well um during you know some of the tweets as well, which is really good. I might do an episode where i 'll just read out your teams as well um i 'll try and go through them all and yeah just read out your teams um i 'll just have a quick opinion on it and then go to the next person so you know, there's plenty- yeah there 's plenty I think you guys can just uh message me or send me a notification um just a comment or something like that, even underneath the show about your best twenty three and I'll read them out um whether it's later in the week or another show, yeah, so just um yeah, just uh put your teams out it's yeah it's it's a bit of fun, so yeah i mean it's interesting to maybe even look back um, when we get close to round one and think, oh, geez, I wasn't even close to picking the right team. So, yeah, no, well, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of fun anyway. And, um, yeah, it's good to talk about these things. And there's been uh, a lot of you lovely listeners that are discussing it. Um, anyways, that's it for this show. I'll probably be back later in the week. I'll try and get Mark Hello on. Uh, I want to get his best 23 for 2023. So, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, with him. I've also done... Um I'm also gonna do uh a thing uh once a week this year where it's uh it's called a WATFO. So it, it's uh what are the friggin' odds? Or you can, you know, say it however you want. Um so it's uh acronym for what are the fucking odds as well. You can uh do it either way. So I'll put out a question uh to all you lovely listeners. Like uh my f- my first question is a pretty simple one. Uh today I think it was like uh what was it again? Uh Will uh, Jack Zeeble be in a round one team? Now, we talked about that in the podcast. So, yeah, um, at the moment, I think uh, it was about 78%. I just checked the vote before. I think it's 78% of you local listeners said he will be, and 22% said he won't be. So I'll put that in um, after i finished. Uh, once the results are finished over a couple, couple of days, I'll put it in a spreadsheet, and then I'll go back to at the end of the season and, yeah, go through them all, and, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. And, yeah. Uh, I'll do one question a week about, uh, yeah, what are the fucking odds on a certain thing. Anyways, like I said, that's it. I will be back later in a week, hopefully, maybe, or maybe next week. I hope all you lovely listeners had a lovely uh, New Year's as well. Didn't go too hard. And today I will leave a shout out to Trent Nichols. Bye for now.